Welcome to the podcast of Covenant Life Church in Jeffersonville, Indiana with Pastor Rob Floyd. At Covenant Life, we help people take the steps to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. We believe by you listening to this podcast, you will get to know God in a deeper way. To share a simple gospel message. And this applies to you. I don't care how long you've been living for God, how long you've been born again, or whether you're just tuning in and you're looking for answers. Um, you know, maybe you are, have, have not been serving the Lord here lately and, and you're tuning in to, to hear the Word of God. Uh, this message is a message of hope. It's a message of life. And, and, and we've got to, in this time, remember why Jesus came into the earth. Whenever we grab hold of that and we are reminded and we understand that, then we're able to walk through this situation and have peace and strength and protection and provision and joy. All the things that Jesus has done through us through his death, burial, and resurrection. And so today, as I said, we celebrate Palm Sunday. We celebrate um, the day that Jesus rode in on the, on the colt. Um, they call it the triumphal entry. He rode in on, on the back of a colt, and as he rode in into the city, the people had heard about it, heard about all the things he had been doing, and they, they came and gathered, and they brought palm branches. They waved palm branches. They laid their coats on the ground um, as he came into the city, and um, this marked the beginning of this week that we call, um, we, you know, we call it the Holy Week, we call it Passover Week. Um, and it marked the beginning of, of these events that are set in motion that go all the way through Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate Jesus Christ as being raised from the dead. And it's important that we understand what Jesus actually did this week, what he did through not just the resurrection, um, but through his death and burial, through the entire process what did Jesus do for you and I? Uh, what did he do for the world? So I want to look at some scriptures today. I want to just dig in real quick into the word of God so that you can have an understanding because this is where our hope lies. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is not just in our a church affiliation. It's not in our religious tradition. It's not in um, rules that we observe. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, the Lamb. The Bible says in Revelations 13, 8, slain uh, before the foundation of the world. So before COVID-19 ever was a thing, before it was ever a pandemic, Jesus was already the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And the comfort and hope that we have in that is that God already knew all of these things. He knew that these things were coming, but it didn't change his mind. It didn't change his heart. It didn't change the power of, of his death, burial, and resurrection. Matter of fact, his death, burial, and resurrection changed everything. And so I want to look at some scriptures today, and, in, and I believe that your heart's going to be encouraged. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I want you to know today that you and I have hope. That hope is something that, that we can latch on to, we can walk in, that we are not in a hopeless situation. 
You may be out there listening and you may say, yeah, but my situation is hopeless. Maybe today you've lost your job. Maybe, I mean, you've, you've lost your job. Maybe you're in a place where maybe you are, are battling symptoms of COVID-19. Maybe you've been diagnosed. Maybe a family or loved one has been affected. Maybe you've lost a loved one due to it. I want you to know that there is still hope in Christ Jesus. And so the Bible says, may the God of hope fill you and I with joy and with peace. And that is available to you and I today. Just so appropriately as Pastor Kevin prayed that earlier for us to be able to have joy, that we can activate that joy in our life. It's not a joy over what's going on. It's a joy that we can have in the midst of it. Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 says, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemy separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance or the hope that you have received when you heard the good news. So whether you are feel far away from God right now or whether you are walking with God, there is an assurance that we have in continuing in the truth and walking in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.27 goes on and says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen, as a born-again child of God, Christ lives in you through the, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he is the hope of glory. We have an eternal hope, and it's not just a one-day hope or a someday hope. It's not like we're just going through and, and observing religious things and, and doing what we're supposed to do, and then one day we'll get to go to heaven. No, it is a today hope. It is a now hope. It is a right now in this moment in your life. It is a living hope that you and I can lay hold of. You know, on that week, on Palm Sunday, the people celebrated Jesus Christ. They shouted, Hosanna. They shouted, blessed is he who came, comes in the name of the Lord. They shouted, the, the king of the Jews. They were expecting a Messiah that was going to come in and set up an earthly kingdom at that moment in that time. They didn't realize that there was something that was much greater that was taking place that was going on. And many times in our lives as believers, either, number one, because of life, we forget the joy of our salvation. We forget all that was paid uh, for through salvation in our lives. And, and we take our eyes off of Jesus, and, and we find ourselves when we face situations like right now and today, that we can find ourselves to where we almost feel without hope. Yes, we believe in God, we believe it exists, but I want you to know that it is a real hope and it is a today hope, it is a now hope in your life and in my life. Without Jesus Christ, there is no hope, there's no peace, there's no true joy, there's no victory, and there's really no meaning to life without Jesus Christ. He is our hope. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he uttered these words, 
right before he died, he said, it is finished. It is finished. You know, in John chapter 19, 30, uh, that's, the, that's the scripture reference. It says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. You know, what did he finish? What did that mean? You know, where he's on the cross, some of you know, but some of you may not know. What does it mean, it is finished? Well, there was a work that began. The Bible says he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So there was an assignment before even the world, the foundations were ever laid. And Jesus began a journey when he was born into this earth. We celebrate every Christmas the birth of Jesus Christ, and he was on a journey, but it wasn't just to, 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 to hang out and hang out with men. He was on an assignment from heaven. And that was to bring the gospel, the good news, to bring hope to the world that was bound in sin, separated from God, not able to have a strong relationship with God. He was sent to accomplish something, and that's what we celebrate during this week. And so I want to look at just a few of these things. Obviously, you could sit and preach on these things for a long time, but I want you to understand and know the basics of what Jesus Christ has died and paid the price for you and I to be able to walk in, to be able to participate in as believers. First of all is that he delivered you and I from eternal death, bringing us salvation. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, we live in a world that, that is, is bound by the power of sin. And, and that started all the way back in the garden. But the, but the Bible says that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So we all had a sin problem. This is not a, I was better than you, I lived a better life. It's not about how good of a life you're living. We all were born into that curse, born into sin in this earth. And, and so there was the sin problem in our life, and the wages or the payment, the result of that sin, the Bible says is death. But Jesus Christ, because of him, it says the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, there's no other way to eternal life than through Jesus Christ. You can't get it through church attendance. You can't do it through giving enough money, giving to the poor. You can't do it through how much you try to serve. It's not anything that you can earn in your life. It is a free gift of salvation. And that is something that Jesus has provided. So we celebrate this week, we celebrate the gift, the free gift of salvation. And salvation is more than just a ticket to heaven. Salvation isn't, hey, I got my ticket. You know, you get a ticket to a, a ball game, to, to a football game, or to some event, and you get your ticket, and, and when you go through the gate, you've got to deliver that ticket. And, and so... I mean, unless you're, you know, a fan and, and, and you're preparing the tailgate or something else, you don't have to do anything to get ready. All you do is walk through and you present that ticket. Well, salvation is not just a ticket to heaven. It is and provides for us to live with him and be with him for eternity. But there is so much more to salvation. 
And here's just some of the things. When we have salvation, we walk in salvation, then we have peace in our life. There's a peace that comes through salvation, a supernatural peace. There's healing that comes. There's joy that comes. There's grace in our life to be able to live and and to serve the Lord and, and, and be able to do what we're called to do. There's authority that we get to walk in through salvation. There's protection that we have through salvation. You know, I encourage you to to. Uh, take Psalm 91 and just meditate in it. There's a, a, a protection that we have in Christ. And then the most important of all is relationship, that through salvation we have relationship with God. It's not just a, a, a observe, observing rules and regulations from a distance. We get to draw close to Him. And so He paid the price for your and my sin so that we could stand before God in righteousness. What does that mean? It means that we could be right with God without fear or condemnation. You don't have to be afraid when you stand before God. We have the opportunity as believers to draw close to God. There's a reverential fear. I'm not talking about that a holy fear. I'm talking about fear of, of being condemned, fear of guilt, fear of God putting his finger on you and, and saying, I'm going to show you. No, he already showed you through Jesus Christ, his son, that he loves you and that he has a hope for you and that he's provided salvation for you and I. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Listen, this week we're celebrating Jesus Christ, and part of what happened on the cross was the Bible says he was made to be sin for us. He was without sin. Jesus made no mistakes. He lived a perfect life. And he, when he hung on that cross, he became the curse. He was made to be sin. And he paid the penalty of death for sin so that you and I, as we believe on Jesus Christ, we don't have to pay that same penalty. We have righteousness. I mean, we have salvation. And we are stand righteous before God. You don't stand before God in your own merits. You don't stand before God because of anything that you've done. We get to stand before God without shame, without guilt, without condemnation because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. It's what he did for you and I that allows us to even come to God. So in this time as you pray, as you worship, as you approach God uh, from your life, you're coming to God because of what Jesus Christ has done for you through salvation. Romans 8.1 says, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. God did not uh, intend for us to live under condemnation. That's part of the curse. That's part of, of living under this world system. It doesn't mean there's no conviction. You're going to hear this message and you may be convicted, but it doesn't bring a condemnation or it doesn't bring a sense of putting you down. Conviction just says, hey, something's not right and I need to make a decision. I need to repent. I need to make a change in my life and I need to respond. The second thing I want to mention is that he paid the price for your and my healing. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. When Jesus 
Um, during this week, one of the things that he faced was he, that he took stripes on his back. And every one of those stripes he took on his back, he took to pay the price for your healing. The Bible says that by whose stripes you were healed. So when you look at what's going on around us, COVID-19 is not from God. It is not a test. It is not something that God's putting on you or me or this world. He's not judging this world right now. Jesus Christ paid the price for you and I to be healed, to walk in healing, to walk in hell. And you have that opportunity to be able to walk. It is available to every person. The third thing is that his blood brought us near to God so we could have a relationship with God. Ephesians 2.12 says, In those days you were living apart from Christ, you were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. When you are not in the family of God, you're not born again unto God, you're not a child of God, then you are living alienated from God. You're living a life without God, and the Bible says it is a life without hope. But now, verse 13, you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. I tell you what, this week as we celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection, the blood that was shed, the blood that was poured out, the blood that dripped from him as they beat him, as they laid those stripes on him, the blood that flowed as they pierced his side, that blood is what allows you and I to draw near to God. It's what allows us to have relationship with God. It's his blood that cleanses you and I from all unrighteousness. It washes away your sin. It cleanses your sin. Sin. And there's no sin in your life. There's no sin in your past. There's no mistake that you've made that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. His blood washes away all sin. It washes away all guilt. It takes away all the shame. It removes all of those things and it takes us and purifies and cleanses those that call upon him. And you and I, because of his blood, we can come into his presence. And it was just like in, in, in the days of the Passover when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt. And, and God said, listen, every household take a lamb and I want you to slaughter that lamb. A lamb without spot, a lamb without blemish. And I want you to take that blood and put it on the doorposts. And when the angel of death would come through, when the angel would see that blood, you would be protected. Listen, there is protection in the blood of Jesus Christ. And that blood, when we accept Jesus Christ, and Lord and Savior, we receive what he did for us on the cross. That blood washes us clean. Man, what a, what a powerful thing in our life. And like I said, there's no stain of sin that the blood cannot wash out. There's so much more to what he's done through us through salvation. There's so many more. And so 
We don't have time today to go through every detail of what he's done. But as I said before, there's joy that's available. There's peace. The Bible says it goes beyond your understanding. There's grace. There's the power of God working and strengthening your life. You do not have to go through this alone. You do not have to do this and face this in your own strength. We have the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, helping us each and every day to be able to walk in the truth of the word, to be able to pray like we need to pray, to be the witness we need to be. Amen. And not only that, but he's also your provision. Jesus, the Bible says in Philippians, he said, my God will supply all of your needs according to what his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You and I have a hope in every arena of life. It's not just hope for eternity, but it's hope if you've lost your job for God to provide for you. It's hope if you're dealing with symptoms or you're dealing with sickness that you can have health and healing in your life. It's hope to where if you're overwhelmed in your mind and and with anxiousness and fear, it's hope that you don't have to walk in fear, but you can walk in the peace of God. It's hope that you can walk and know that you're loved by God, that he loved you and I, even while we were sinners, he loved us and he loved us first. So that brings me to why did Jesus do this? Why did he do this for us? John 3, 16, you know that scripture, Many of you've, you've probably heard it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then also in Ephesians 2, 4, it says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Listen, it was a great love with which he loved us. So why did he do all of this? He did this because he loves you. He loved you. He didn't love you after you got cleaned up. He didn't love you. In other words, his love is not predicated upon something you're doing or not doing. He loved you and I at our worst. And he did it because of his great love. And he did it because he wanted you and I to have relationship with him. That we are his children and he wanted us to have relationship and to be able to walk with him. Not just serve him, but to be able to walk with him and have relationship with him and live a life that that is not absent or that is not far away, but a life that is close to him. He did it because he loves you. Right now, I want you to know that you are loved. And and, and whether you are already a believer, again, maybe you're a person who has, has backed away from God, stepped away from God, or somebody who's never met Jesus, you are loved and you are greatly loved by the Lord Jesus Christ, by a heavenly Father. So how do we receive this? How do we walk in salvation? How does that, you know, how does that work in our life? Well, it's not, it's not complicated. It's very simple. Ephesians 2.8 says that for by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So if you'll notice that none of this weighs on your shoulders. In other words, the only thing that you and I are asked to do is to believe. It's through faith. 
that we are to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. We are to confess him as Lord. I'm going to read that to you in here in just a minute. But the power of salvation, all of the work has already been done. It was finished on the cross. It was finished. It was done. He paid the price for you. There's no more price to pay. Jesus paid it all for you. So there's not this thing that you have to do with a bunch of rules and regulations. You don't have to get everything right to come before him. Jesus Christ has paid the price for you and I through his death, burial, and resurrection. Romans 10, 8 through 11, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever, verse 13, calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's as simple as that. It's to believe in your heart upon Jesus Christ and what he's done for you through his death, burial, and resurrection and to confess with your mouth him as Lord and Savior. That's the simple gospel truth. And that is how we walk in all of the benefits of salvation is we believe in our heart for healing and we confess out of our mouth. We believe in our heart for peace, and we confess out of our mouth. In other words, we activate those things by faith in our life in Jesus Christ. And, and, and again, the, there's more details to things, and there's more that, that you can grab hold from his word, but my heart is, is that this message is a message of hope. It's a message that you and I can lay hold of Jesus Christ and that through salvation we know that we can make it through this because we are united with Jesus Christ. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not moved. God is not afraid. God is not at a place of of loss where he doesn't know what to do. We live united with him in Christ. And by doing that, we can have victory in our lives And we don't have to live in fear of what may or might not happening or even what is happening around you. God has an answer for everything right now that you're facing through salvation. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. You can find out more about Covenant Life at www.mycovenantlife.org.